Welcome in to episode 38 of College Sports Today. You're listening on WLRZ 99.3 FM, as well as online at LRN News. You can find this show on Spotify, therinian.com, and rss.com as well. This is Hamilton Neal, your host, and today we're talking yet again more conference realignment news from the NCAA, as well as news out of men's college basketball. And again, last week on the show, I said that we really would not be talking more about conference realignment, but we have had some big headlines come in over the last week. We have some news with the Big 12 and the Pac-12. We'll talk about Notre Dame as well. Some grant of rights stuff, media rights revenue stuff to talk about with them. So that'll be our first portion of the show. More conference realignment news. And then again, in our second segment, men's college basketball news, we'll be talking about Duke and Arizona. They have set a matchup for the 2023-2024 season. And we'll talk about Michigan State and Gonzaga. They have finalized a Veterans Day matchup on an aircraft carrier. Yes, more information on that coming up in a little bit later on in the show. But again, first, we are talking NCAA conference realignment as it pertains to the Big 12 and the Pac-12 conferences. According to a report, they have ended discussions about a potential merger or partnership. And according to ESPN, a merger was the most likely route for the two conferences, but they are now left on their own. And again, last week, we talked all about conference realignment. It was a whole special that I put together. And we talked about the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and how they kind of needed each other. How they kind of needed each other moving forward because of what the Big 10 looks like and what obviously the SEC looks like at this point. But now they've ended any discussion of a merger or any partnership of any kind. So this now raises the question, where does the ACC factor into all of this? Because with the ACC, we've seen rumors about Stanford, Cal, schools from the Pac-12 going there and trying to beef up that conference a little bit because there are reports out there that all the schools in the ACC want to leave now and that Miami is being contacted by the SEC. They're a big target for that league. But Moving forward for the Big 12 and the Pac-12, there are a couple of different scenarios here. And for the Big 12 in particular, there are really three options at this point, three realistic options. One is to stay at 12 teams after Oklahoma and Texas go to the SEC. And again, last week, as we mentioned, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, those schools are going to the conference. They're going starting next year. And then when Oklahoma and Texas leave, It'll go to 12 schools with the addition of those programs. And unless there's an uptick in money, adding just to add teams, that dilutes the value of revenue. It dilutes the value of revenue for 16 to 18 teams in this league. When you're looking at an expansion to 16 teams, that scenario sees the Big 12 with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. And again, those four schools... We talked about it last week. They would fit nicely into the geographic footprint of the Big 12. And they're not Oregon or Washington, but Arizona brings a very good men's basketball program, a very good women's basketball program. Utah has a great football program. Colorado has a good team. 
Arizona State has a solid football team, some solid basketball teams. But again, if you add those four and you get to 16, you're at least getting your number up and trying to compete as the third conference behind the SEC and obviously the Big Ten. And then there's the possibility of expanding to 18 teams. And in that case, you would have Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, along with Oregon and Washington. Now, again, last week, I kind of shared my thoughts on if Oregon and Washington would even want to be a part of the Big 12 Conference. And I really don't think that they would. With Phil Knight's influence at Oregon, with Washington and the fact that they're a brand name, they have a strong football program, or at least they have in the past, I think they would aim higher and try to go to the Big 10. But that's just me. It is a possibility still at this point. That would leave Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State as the only teams in the conference. And then they would be left to go somewhere else or they could add programs from the Mountain West like Boise State. You know, that's definitely a possibility at this point. Colorado State's a very good school. They would be a great addition. Fresno State, they're right there. San Diego State could be a prime target. But if you lose all of those programs, those six that I mentioned, and then you're left with just Washington State, Stanford, Oregon State, Cal, there isn't much appeal there. And you would certainly be the last conference in the pecking order as far as the Power Five goes. And the Big 12 would be instantly right up there with the Big 10 and the SEC. And then what does the ACC do? That's another factor in all of this. And another factor in what the Big 10 conference does and maybe even what the Big 12 does is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And they play such a big role because they're looking for a new grant of rights TV deal. And again, like we talked about last week, this is huge. Absolutely huge for conference realignment because a big reason UCLA and USC went to the Big 10 conference was because they could earn more money annually. And Notre Dame wants that from NBC. Obviously, NBC, they air all of their home football games. And now they're in negotiations with NBC and they want $75 million per year. A contract like that would not only keep Notre Dame on equal footing with the Big Ten and SEC in terms of grant of rights payouts, but it would allow the team to exercise independence in scheduling. And that's very important because Notre Dame values their independence as a football team. Obviously, for all of their other sports, they play in the Atlantic Coast Conference, but in football, they're independent. And again, they really value that. So $75 million annually, that's a lot of money. Certainly a lot of money given what they have been getting at only $15 million per year from NBC. And the Big Ten... They are in the middle of negotiating their own grant of rights deal with several suitors. And there are early reports that indicate that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal are under consideration, but it's all contingent on what Notre Dame does. So while we talked about the Big 12 adding a lot of Pac-12 schools, the Big 10 is definitely, I think, interested in Oregon and Washington, maybe not at the current moment, but I think they will be. And then you have Stanford and Cal. Stanford obviously brings a great football tradition and history. Cal, obviously they bring some of the same things, but maybe to a little bit lesser of a degree. But if you add those four, then you're up to 20 teams, which is what the Big Ten wanted. And I think is what they're still aiming for. I think they want to hit 20 before the SEC does. 
again, and as I said last week, I think both are going to eventually hit 20. I just think it's really going that way. So we're looking at 40 teams in two conferences, which is unheard of. Now, CBS has a report out right now that Notre Dame's current deal is 15 million per year, as I mentioned. And they report that if NBC were to sign such a deal to give Notre Dame 75 million per year, it would look to acquire shoulder programming, which means pregame and postgame content. That would bolster its deal with Notre Dame. And they would look to have games involving other Power Five conferences. And the Big Ten plays a factor here because while Fox is the primary network in negotiations with the Big Ten, NBC is looking to secure some form of partnership with the Big Ten. And if they're successful in reaching an agreement, it could make a Notre Dame to the Big Ten transition much easier. Or the Big 12 could add games to this NBC lineup and they could help pay out $75 million annually to Notre Dame. So that is another very, very big report coming out right now that Notre Dame wants $75 million per year from NBC. And if that happens, then they could stay independent or that transition possibly to the Big Ten becomes easier. And again, there's a lot to digest here. There's certainly a lot that is still yet to happen. But one thing is for sure, and that is this stuff with conference realignment is far from over. Just telling you that right now, it is far from over. It's only the beginning, like I said last week. This news is just going to continue to filter in. And again, we had to talk about it here tonight because it's such big stuff. Because this stuff is really going to affect a lot, especially now with the Big 12 and Pac-12 not pairing up and with Notre Dame seeking that astronomical amount of money. Those two things are huge. So continue to keep an eye on all of that with NCAA conference realignment, not just for the present, but also for the future as well. Now let's go ahead and talk about men's college basketball to wrap up this show. And first, we're going to talk about the Duke men's basketball program as they and Arizona have announced a home and home series. And this series is going to begin with the 2023-2024 college season. So not this upcoming season, but next season. And Duke will host Arizona on November 10th, 2023 at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And then the Blue Devils will travel to Tucson on November 21st, 2024. So over the next two seasons, after this year, they're going to be playing. And this will be the first game between the two teams since the 2013 NIT season tip-off. That was at Madison Square Garden. Arizona won that game 72-66. And they played nine times. Arizona has won five. Duke has won four. And both programs are obviously very excited for this. They are two of the biggest name programs in men's college basketball. And Duke, now with their new coach, John Shire, they have a new energy, a new buzz around them. Obviously, this past season was Coach K's last year at Duke. And we definitely all savored that. We took that in. And that was a great run for Duke going to the Final Four, but they lost to Carolina. Now John Shire has fully taken over as head coach. And what he will have is an elite roster full of five-star talent. We really don't have enough time to go over all the names, but go search Duke 2023 basketball commits. What they've done in 2022 is outstanding. And I don't think most of those guys from the 2022 class like Kyle Filipowski, Derek Whitehead, Derek Lively, I don't think those guys are going to be there once this first game against Arizona comes around. But the 2023 freshmen 
are going to be really, really good. So them taking on Arizona is going to be a blue blood matchup. Arizona is going to have a good team as well. They have a lot of international talent. Tommy Lloyd at Gonzaga when he was an assistant there, he recruited a ton of guys, recruited a ton of players from overseas and had great success in doing that. And I think he has a great thing going along right now. They have one of the best teams in the country. This past year, remember, they were right up there. They were among the best teams in the country and then got beat by Houston in the NCAA tournament. Went to the Sweet 16, didn't go quite as far as we felt they would, but they still had a great run and exceeded all expectations in Tommy Lloyd's first year. So I feel like with this matchup, we're going to have, at that time, probably two of the top five or 10 teams in the country facing off there. So we're very much looking forward to Duke and Arizona. And then we have Michigan State and Gonzaga playing. Now, this game is coming up this season. This is a now finalized Veterans Day matchup between these two teams. And this will be the flight deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln, an aircraft carrier at Naval Air Station, North Ireland in San Diego. And it will host the ESPN televised November 11th contest, which has been dubbed as the 2022 Armed Forces Classic. It will be the first college basketball game on an aircraft carrier since 2012. The ESPN Armed Forces Classic was created in 2012, but the last eight editions have been on American military bases in the U.S. and abroad. Michigan State played in the inaugural event, losing to Connecticut 66-62. The past two Armed Forces Classics were canceled due to COVID-19. Four aircraft carrier games have been played in college basketball history before the concept was shelved for the last decade. Michigan State last played on an aircraft carrier, the USS Carl Vinson. That was in 2011 when they played North Carolina. Carolina won that game, by the way, 67 to 55. ESPN events allocated 8,000 seats for that contest, but Vice President Clint Overby told the San Diego Union Tribune that there won't be as many seated for this game. And he said attendance will be limited to military invitees and some team allocations. Additionally, ESPN is making contingency plans in the area, and that is should weather and elemental concerns arise. So now with Michigan State and Gonzaga playing, on this aircraft carrier Veterans Day matchup, you bring back just a really, really cool event. I remember back in 2011 when Michigan State and Carolina played on the USS Carl Vinson. It was just so cool to see it outdoor game in the evening on an aircraft carrier. I, I don't think there's anything cooler than that. And they've shelved the idea, like I said, for the last decade or so. But now that they're bringing it back, I think there's going to be a lot of interest. I think there's going to be a lot of buzz towards it. And it's going to be a great matchup because Michigan State is a very good team coming back. Gonzaga will again have one of the best teams in the country. And as we know, the last two years, they've been the preseason number one team and very well could be again here in 2022. And this is November 11th. So beginning of the season, big matchup. And this is what, as college basketball fans, we want to see. We want to see the top teams in the country playing early. We don't want to see Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina playing schools like Wofford, for example, or uh, Northern Arizona, for example. I'm just throwing out names. We want to see big matchups. We want to see the best teams in the country playing each other. And we've got that with the Champions Classic. That has been an outstanding event. And the fact that we've had Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State as a part of that for so long, 
has provided great interest to begin the season. And more recently, they've made it the opening game of the season for those teams. In the past, it was you play a game or two at home against an easy opponent, then you go to play that big time opponent. And here we get what we got a decade ago. Two great teams on an aircraft carrier. And again, not just the fact that it's on an aircraft carrier and there's that dynamic to it, but it's Michigan State and Gonzaga. Tom Izzo, Mark Few, Spartans and Bulldogs. These are great programs. And if you follow college basketball, you obviously know that. So Duke and Arizona, they're playing during the 2023-2024 season. Michigan State and Gonzaga playing on Veterans Day on an aircraft carrier. We have some great stuff coming up here in college basketball. And obviously, over the next couple of weeks, next couple of months even, we're going to be talking more preseason stuff, not only with men's college basketball, but with women's college basketball as well. We'll talk more news there next week. And next week, week after, we're probably going to be talking more conference realignment because we have a ton going on there right now. And again, as I said last week, we were not really planning to have more. But as these big headlines come in and just with the magnitude that they have, we have to go over them. We have to talk about them. So definitely very excited for all that we have coming up in collegiate athletics right now. And with that said, we wrap up episode 38 of College Sports Today. And as always, we want to give a special thanks to everybody at Lenoran University, the College of Fine Arts and Communications, and WLRZ 99.3 FM. This is Hamilton Neal signing off. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening.